Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, and good late afternoon, Tam Tam. How's it going over there in Australia? I woke up in the middle of the night feeling like I was so nauseous. And then I think I always think two things. It's like I'm pregnant or it's COVID. (laughs) There's no like in between. There's no like, oh, I might have eaten something. Oh, I just might be tired. It's like COVID or pregnancy. Like there's nothing else that it could possibly be. So do you have like a little bit of the hypochondria? Cause I feel like I've got it and it's gotten worse with COVID. Like, well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I never really had, I'm not really a germaphobe. I'm not like Mm. you, Roxy. Like I know that you were like hand sanitizing Uh my entire body before I remember I had a cough (laughs) once and like you you sprayed me as I walked in the door with like Lysol. Like get that crap away from me. I don't think I'm a germaphobe at all, but, um, but I, but I am every single thing. Like if I have a, like if I swallow and I'm like, Oh, that's COVID or like my groin hurt the other day. And I'm like, Oh, that's COVID <laughs> like a random, like I have a bruised foot. I'm like, definitely COVID. Um, so just like weird symptoms that I think mm-hmm. is all linked back to that. You, I, but you know what I think? Okay. So I definitely have hypochondria. Like I kind yeah, of, we know worst, <laughs> you might know <laughs> I go to the worst place first and then yeah. I try to like whittle it down. Like yeah. I'll start at like the, I'll go down the WebMD page and like pick out the worst Don't, thing. WebMD, I you're see, a doctor's daughter. What are I you know, doing? This is the problem. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, the paranoia of like living like in a medical family, I think it's finally caught up to me because yeah, I'm like, yeah go to the worst place first and then whittle it down to, like, yeah. you know, something a little bit less yeah. scary, but it just, I shouldn't, I should like start from the, you know, from a happier My mom's place. scared of like a lot of medical stuff was when she was younger, she like mm. had a few medical issues, like with her eyes and stuff like that. So like, so because like you, you know, when you're young, you kind of like take on what your parents give you. So mm. like, she'll look funny at the side she'll look into the light for a like, second and she'll be like, <laughs> I'm going blind. <laughs> and she's like, 
my eyes are shutting down. I'm having a <laughs> rupture of the eyeball. And now I'm like, every time I look at something, I'm like, I'm going blind. I'm dying. So like, I think you, you come by it honestly from your families for sure. I know. I feel like your mom and I need to have a wine chat and just talk about all of the. Yeah. Animals. I don't want to be anywhere like- near you. I'm going to be like, by the time you come out, you're like, I'm dying of cancer and like something else. I know <sighs> it's so, it's so dark. It's so dark. Well, our next guest does not seem like she's a hypochondriac, but we'll find out on this podcast. Um, she seems all things fitness and health. So I think that's something that I need to inject a little bit more into my life, especially during this pandemic. <laughs> yes, um, she is quite the fitness superstar. If you have not mm-hmm. gotten your butt kicked in one of her classes, Body by Simone, have you even ever really lived? You know, yeah, have I mean, you she... really even exercised? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <Do> you know <laughs> I mean? exactly. I mean, you have to go to, you have to do her, her work because they are mm-hmm. amazing they're killer they're just like mm-hmm. there's such good energy there's so much like fun dance but you feel like you're getting a serious workout which you are of course yeah and there's oh. like a strategy behind it too because yes. I think, and then we'll talk about this during the show like because I mm-hmm. lift heavy weights and that really hurts my body a lot so yes. you know there's definitely a a structure that, um, that is threaded through her, um, exercise classes and, and she's a celebrity trainer too. So I'm like, Ooh, let's get the celebrity. Yeah. We'll probably find uh, out nothing. Like she'll tell us nothing, <laughs> yeah. but at least we can ask. She's probably like so tight lipped, but it's really cool too, because she was actually a Broadway star and like transitioned wow. her career into becoming like this fitness celebrity mm-hmm. fitness, like mogul. So we, we, so who do we have the- Roxy Soxy? We have Simone. De la Rue. Who's also an Aussie, by the way. Yes. So that was like amazing. Welcome. Yes. yes. Thank you yes. for that fabulous introduction. Okay. Yay. <laughs> so tell us a little. You just told us that um you just saw your mother after a few mm. years. How what how has COVID been? Like, are you in London right now? You're in. No, I am. I'm actually in Palm Springs. So mm. I um, live between LA and Palm Springs. Um, in California and where the sun shines all the time which is just lovely but my mum I grew up in Melbourne Australia but my mum lives on a little island called King Island which is in between Melbourne and Tasmania it's very remote they're they're well known for their cheese and their beef Um, but uh, I didn't grow up there thank goodness because I think there's like (laughs) you know a butcher a baker and a candlestick maker like that's that's all that they have on there Um, but we haven't seen each other in two years two months and I think Mm. eight days and she hasn't seen um you know our son um in that time so the last time she saw him he was eight months old and now Mm. he's running around we we picked her up from the airport yesterday and he's like no 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 ran into her arms and it was just like oh so precious so yeah very very special moment indeed I think a lot of us have lost so much time you know with our Mm. loved ones during this COVID period and um yeah, the lockdown. And then of course, like just dealing with the, the ever, you know, lasting pandemic has been hard on a lot of us. So I know we've all had to kind of, you know, do our thing mm-hmm. and try to make the best of it, but you certainly have been making some good strides in the pandemic, Simone, mm-hmm. because I've been looking at your Instagram and <laughs> she's looking, looking, but she's not doing the workout. She's like, Oh, I should do this workout. But instead I'll just watch him. Like, looks painful, but amazing. <laughs> looks good. I'll sit here and drink my wine. Yeah. So for you during this pandemic, I mean, you've been posting a lot, which is so helpful for people, but how did you keep your fitness, you know, up and going during this time? Or did you ever feel like unmotivated? How did that mm-hmm. kind of pan out for you? 
Yeah, um, if I'm going to be truly honest with you, the mm-hmm. pandemic has been, um, as a business owner, the most crushing thing mm-hmm. ever, you know, and at the start of 2020, I had four studios, one in London, two in, in LA, um, and one in New York, and I now have two left because I phys- mm-hmm. I just couldn't keep them open because landlords still expect to be paid regardless. So it's been, um, it's been horrible. <laughs> it really mm-hmm. has. And, um, you know, I've owned the business for 10 years. I've never had to face such um, um, challenging times. And, Mm. um, you know, it really tested my mental health and my mental strength. Mm -hmm. You know, I was was depressed. I was anxious. I felt out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, So the one thing that I kept turning to and the one thing that I preach about all the time is that, you know, to use exercise as a tool Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, addiction rates are up you know more people are drinking there's more suicides there's more drug addiction um more obesity um and obviously people are very ill um because of covid um and so now more than ever we really need to take care of our physical health and our mental Mm. health so for me posting so much was really a way to try and reach through and connect with everyone because Mm -hmm. my studios were closed for 19 months and I was unable to have that inhuman experience and connection again Mm -hmm. and also just to I needed it like you know I I needed to try and do something every day to try and stay motivated um, because I was doing it tough it was Mm -hmm. it's been Mm -hmm. really really hard. I mean, honestly, for me, and I talk about it a lot on my, my Instagram is that I used to exercise from what I looked like. I was like, oh, I love, you know, feeling like I look cute or whatever in my own body what, with what I wanted to look like and put out into the world. But now I exercise, I would say 95% for mental health mm-hmm. and exercise for me. I've always struggled. I've never struggled with depression, but I've always struggled with anxiety. I have high functioning anxiety. And I honestly think that my anxiety gets reduced by about 70% every time I exercise. And I think, you know, it's great to look the way you want to look in your physical form. But I think right now, like you said, like mental health, people's mental health are really struggling and exercise is a great thing to actually reduce that that level of, of fear, depression, anxiety is through moving your body. Mm-hmm. Like my motto now is like, let's not exercise for how we look exactly what you said, but mm-hmm. let's exercise for how it makes us feel, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like the, the feeling behind it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because, you know, I live in Los Angeles, I train a million celebrities and mm-hmm. everybody's obsessed with how they look and, you know, how to mm-hmm. get red carpet ready arms mm-hmm. and all of this nonsense. Please um, tell me. No. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so nonsense, but yeah, what's the secret? <laughs> I mean, you know what it's like, um, you know, whatever clickbait title sells, you know, um, but I really hope that there is now more of a movement. And I think it needs to come from us women, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, we're working out because it makes us feel good. It makes us mm-hmm. better mother. It makes us, you know, function better at work. It energizes mm-hmm. us, um, you know, as opposed to how do I look in a bikini? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is the key is to focus on, you know, trying to get healthy, trying to feel healthy, but also doing it for yourself, you Mm -hmm. know, as Mm -hmm. opposed to somebody else, because I know a lot of times like the motivation, you know, gets lost. And especially as we're going into the new year, you know, I know people set kind of, you know, resolutions and goals, but at this Mm -hmm. time people are kind of starting to fall off a little bit. Right. Right. Like, 
nearing the end of January. They kind of, they've done it for like, you know, a few weeks. So how do people stay motivated through that kind of initial, you know, the first few weeks of the year and really kind of carry out like what they want to do? Yeah. Consistency is key. You know, you you have to be consistent with your food intake. You have to be consistent with your exercise. You have to be consistent with your meditation, your journaling, consistent Mm -hmm. with your sleep, you know, and um, so many people want the quick fix. So many people want, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I lose five pounds in five days? You know, people start their new resolutions. They make the list. I'm going to lose 30 pounds, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and they make these um, unattainable goals. Um, And so of course they go hard for the first, week and usually they end up injured or they mm-hmm. you know end up binge eating because they haven't allowed themselves to have that chocolate tim tam biscuit um and then mm-hmm. you know and then they end up falling off the wagon so it really is um really just trying to be consistent and so i you know when i have a client who comes to me for the first time i say all i want you to do today is just stay in the room you know, that let, let's just stay in the room and we'll do what we can. And I, I also preach like, let's just do 10 minutes. Just let's just dedicate that I'm going to do 10 minutes a day. And then, you know, sure enough, once you get into that 10 minutes and you start moving, you're most likely to do more because the good endorphins have kicked in. You're already in the routine. You're doing it. You feel good. Um, but I think when people get in their heads, oh, I have to do an hour class. Oh, I can't be bothered. Like, you know, that, that just seems too overwhelming. And especially if you're tired because you've been doing, you know, hour classes prior to that, um, you, you really will lose your motivation. So mm. aside from consistency, I think it's also important to set realistic goals and, um, you know, just, just baby steps. It, mm-hmm. Things don't change overnight. It, it should be a healthy um, lifestyle. So as I get older, I feel like my metabolism is definitely slowing down. I'm doing the same things as I was when I was in my twenties and my early thirties, but I'm finding it harder to stay in shape. Um, I have to be careful because, you know, I've had eating disorders in the past. So I have to be careful about like what shape means to me, but just getting those fitness goals that is just personal, I feel like is harder as I'm getting older. So what happens to your physical body as you get older and what can you do to help raise your metabolism? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm 47. Um, I've been exercising since I was three. Um, and you know, I now start to notice, especially after having a baby, mm-hmm. that things that I used to do, oh, my body's changed. You know, it doesn't look, things sag a little, you know, like mm-hmm. it just looks, it just looks different. Um, and and that and that's okay. But there are things that come into play and that is um, we really have to consider our hormones. So any hormonal imbalance, like premenopausal or menopausal, um, as we age, our muscle mass Um, diminishes Mm -hmm. so we have to work hard at um, building and keeping muscle mass Mm -hmm. so that's where the strength training comes in so when you were talking earlier about you know that you love to do strength training that's brilliant that's great that's what you should be doing you should be building muscle mass Mm -hmm. and keeping it Um, you know we as women come from the idea that I need to lose weight. If I lose weight, I'm going to do an hour of cardio. I'm just going to go crazy on the elliptical Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm going to burn this. But actually it is proven that as we get older, women need to reduce the cardio and increase the strength training, Mm -hmm. you know, but all of this, like there's so many, everyone's personal body is different, um, you know, depending on hormones, depending on, you know, 
eating history, um, depending on someone's relationship with food, depending mm. on, you know, some people um, build and grow muscle mass easier than others. It's really a personal thing, but in general, as a goal, women, as we get older, should be focusing on strength training and we should be, um, you know, not, not, we should be eating. We should be eating and grazing all the time. You know, this, mm. this, when we were in our twenties, if I don't, if I don't eat for a day, I'll be thin, you know, like that used to work when we we're in our twenties. Absolutely. You know, but that's like, that's very unhealthy, you know, uh, mindset. And also mm. it, it's actually stops your metabolism and we need to keep firing our metabolism. And to do that, you have to eat food. You have to fuel your body. And if you're wanting to work out, it's like a car. Your car doesn't work unless you put gas in it. So you have to fuel your body to get the optimum, um, you know, to work at 100% intensity in your workout. Mm -hmm. So there's so much talk right now, especially I'd say in the last year or two about intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. you know, people it's all over the place. People are doing it in different time increments, um, mm -hmm. based on the hours. What are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Does it work? Is it good for women as they age? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fad, you know, that's come in and out, especially in mm -hmm. Hollywood. Um, I worked on a TV show called Revenge Body that was a weight loss show and we had contestants come on and, you know, they wanted to lose between 30 and 60 pounds in a 12-week mm -hmm. um, you know, time slot. And, you know, we were recommending intermittent fasting for these people but they were severely overweight mm -hmm. and so in, for that for that purpose it worked but they were structured to make sure that they would intermittent fast and then they would work out at like 7 a.m and then they would eat directly after that mm -hmm. intermittent fasting works if you do it correctly most people do it incorrectly they're like oh just keep going to 10 a.m 11 a.m or mm -hmm. i'll work out but i won't eat afterwards mm -hmm. you know or they'll they'll mess with the time mm -hmm. um and also um you know i say it works if you do it for a purpose short mm -hmm. stint not every single day, like wake up every single day. And that's how I'm going to live my life. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I disagree with that. So okay. if you were to do it maybe once or twice a year, but not, not as um, your lifestyle choice. Because I love the idea of intermittent fasting. And when I tried it, it absolutely worked. But then, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really big on hormones and like I cycle sync during the month. So I eat according to my cycle and I exercise according to my cycle. We've had a lot of people on here who are hormone experts. Mm -hmm. um, and and the, the consensus is that intermittent fasting for women can screw up your hormones mm -hmm. if done long-term mm -hmm. and that a lot of these intermittent fasting tests, like when they test a lot of these, like health, when we get health advice, a lot of these tests are done on men. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, intermittent fasting, like for my husband, you know, he, he looks great within two weeks. And then after two weeks, I feel like crap because like I'm shaky and like my periods all over the place. So do you think that can affect uh, women's hormones when, when they're mm -hmm. not eating for a certain period of time? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So as, as I said, I would only advise to do it for like a purpose, like if, mm -hmm. if people need to drop a large amount of weight. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, for, for people like us, everyday living, no, I wouldn't recommend yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So I've heard this too. And uh, like, I, I'm so glad you're on because I want you to clear up all of these. <laughs> all these myths. Heard. I know, I know. <laughs> 
So, um, but I'm not sure about the veracity of this. So I've heard that abs are made in the kitchen and that in order to, in order to kind of really try to um, lose some weight, that it's 80% what you eat, 20% working out. What are your thoughts on that? Is yeah, I absolutely. I, it okay. is. It is. Yeah. It's like the, I always say to clients, there's no point, um, you know, killing yourself in the gym for one to two hours and then going in and eating a pizza. Like, you know, we are what we eat. It is so important to make sure that you're, um, you know, the way I try and train my clients is to eat, to fuel your body you know, like, and, and listen to what it needs and listen to what it wants. Cause it wants things, different things throughout the month, especially as a woman. Um, and, but yeah, there's, there's no point killing yourself in the gym if you're going to have a, a bad diet or poor diet. Mm. So, but they both go hand in hand. You need, you need both of them. Okay. There's such a big movement right now on body love, body mm-hmm. acceptance, you know, um, body positivity. So everything's changing. I think well, I, it's definitely changing from when I was a teenager and I look at my young girls and I'm actually really glad that it's moving in that direction. Is there ever an unhealthy part of that? Like when we are saying, you know, this, this is okay, but then that person is, might not be healthy when they go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like what's the fine line between, but like, obviously we all want to love and accept our bodies, but how do you know what is healthy and what isn't healthy? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think when I'm talking about someone overweight, I'm not talking about like, say five to 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like 30, 40, 50, 60 mm-hmm. pounds overweight mm-hmm. where someone can't walk up the stairs. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're, we're talking about the amount of weight that they're carrying is, is putting pressure mm-hmm. on their heart. Mm-hmm. You know, um, someone that, you know, yeah, gets out of breath, even just walking around the block. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if, if you're carrying, if a person is carrying weight where it means that they are unable to do simple tasks mm-hmm. like walking, <laughs> then mm-hmm. that's what I consider overweight. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if someone is five or 10 pounds um, mm-hmm. carrying extra weight because they've just mm-hmm. had a baby or maybe, you know, like they're going through menopause mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think people know when they're overweight, <laughs> you know, well, I would hope to think that they when would know when they're is mm-hmm. affecting their health. And that's why they are going to a doctor to say, look, this is what we prescribe you. Mm-hmm. So have you ever had to deal with clients that maybe had, you know, body dysmorphia or they saw mm-hmm. themselves, you know, in a different way than how everybody else sees them. And if you have had to deal with those, how do you sort of, you know, how do you deal with those types of clients that have that? kind of condition yeah that's a good question um Mm -hmm. you know I grew up in classical ballet so Mm -hmm. I was um around and I the the emphasis is on being thin 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 Mm -hmm. and um I I witnessed so many of my friends go through with eating disorders and they ended up Mm -hmm. getting injured and losing their dance careers early because they were unable to just physically keep up with the Mm -hmm. demand Mm -hmm. so I've always had a great relationship with food and um but I am the first one to see and notice when mm. I see that someone doesn't. And so um, we get, you know, a lot of women or all shapes and sizes um, come into my um, physical studios. Mm-hmm. And there have been certain times when I have actually had to pull aside some clients mm-hmm. and, and speak to them because they have been mm-hmm. so underweight. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we know the signs, we know what that looks like. Um, 
And so, you know, you have to ve- obviously very, very carefully ha- mm-hmm. handle this situation with, with empathy and, um, you know, and then I would always recommend a therapist of some sort, mm-hmm. you know, to them to speak to because I'm not qualified to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I always make sure that I'm taking care of all of my trainers. Mm-hmm. If I ever see that happen in one of my trainers, um, and also, you know, any of our clients, because mm-hmm. I think we we tread on eggshells around this. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. too afraid to say something like, oh, I'm going to offend the person, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like that person could really, really damage their mm-hmm. um, their heart health, their ability to have children. Like, there's so many different things. And um, we need to take responsibility, responsibility as a health and fitness expert to to pull somebody aside and say, hey, let's talk. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Not many trainers get to the level that you have. Mm-hmm. So what's the secret? Like what, mm-hmm. what happened in the beginning where one person who was on film and TV was like, oh my goodness, you need to go see her. Like what was the secret sauce and what was different about what you were doing compared to all the other people who are out there training celebrities or, or just have a business that didn't really grow? I think part of it was luck. I think yeah. part of it. <laughs> Everyone being, says that. I'm like, I want to be lucky. <laughs> like being in the right place at the you right time. You find luck. I know. Yes. I think also part of it was being Australian, you know, like mm. coming to America with, with an accent. And a lot of the people that I trained, you know, I didn't necessarily know their their backstory or history mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. um, even though they met, they were massive celebrities, but I, there was no like connection. Um so I think part of it was being Australian, part of it was luck. And I, you know, I always say this, like, if you have a good product, if you are a nice person, if you mm-hmm. treat people with respect, if you um, honor them in the room and, mm-hmm. and you do a good job and they see results, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it comes down to the product. If, if you do a good job and they love it, then they will tell somebody else. So mm-hmm. I really built my business off word of mouth um, mm-hmm. and then the luck that played into it was that I happened to get a very, very large celebrity um and work with her and she got papped paparazzi you know with mm-hmm. with one of my um just coming out of my studio and there's a whole lot of cameramen there and she grabbed one of my t-shirts that said body oh, by simone so on sweet. it she yeah. put it on and she walked out and that was it like the the phone just rang off the hook and just oh, wow. it's like overnight things change for me so I've always had so much gratitude for her and for that moment because I was so innocent when I look back at it. I really had no idea, you know, and then I was like, oh, wow, this has um, really changed changed my business and my trajectory. Yes, mm. to Tamman, her name rhymes with Mandra Mullick. <laughs> that's a good one it's a good one right oh she seems like a sweetheart too yeah. she's always I, been in shape because of you yeah, exactly exactly yeah. so what is it like training you know these celebrity clients compared to you know like an everyday woman is the, is it more intense is it more you know do you feel like mm-hmm. you have to work harder because, you know, it's such a public, they're such public people and that's your work, right? They're walking around, mm-hmm. you know, with your work. So does that put added pressure on you or how, how is that? You know, I mean, what's that, what's the um, celebrities? They're just like us, right. you know, <laughs> um, you know, they, um, 
they're just a person at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They're, they're no different from anybody else. They sweat the same, you know, they, they're, they're challenged by the exercise in just the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is they get paid to work out. They get paid to look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their production companies, their movies pay for their training. So, you know, they um, feel, have a lot more pressure on them to look a certain way because mm-hmm. of the work that they're doing. Mm, yes. I didn't realize that the production companies were paying for their fitness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Okay. So all of the, all of the the big the big movies that you see, um, mm-hmm. like Warner Brothers or Fox or whoever, they're all paying for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. for everything that they need. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when did you decide that your job, like being just single singly doing your job could become a business like and how there's a lot of people who want to use what they love to do and create a business now creating a business obviously we've done it like is not easy (laughs) what are the some of the tips you can give for someone who wants to create a business based on what what they can give yeah you have to have passion you have to have love for what you do it has Mm -hmm. to be something that um uh, yeah that you love to do it's mm. like because it's such hard work and so you know if you think it's going to be easy then you're kidding yourself and you're in for a rude awakening mm-hmm. so um you know I always say that pa- passion 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 you have to be willing to get in there and do everything mm-hmm. you know you have to be willing to to be the accountant be the mm-hmm. the front desk be the manager be the cleaner you know do do it, get, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty and get in there and do it. And I think a lot of people sometimes think, oh, you know, starting a business or running a business is easy. Um, but I do believe that's one thing that I love so much about America is their um, thought process about you can do anything you want. Yeah, I and love they're very, that. They're very positive people and mm. they're like, you know, I don't think I could have opened this in Australia or in mm. the UK. I don't think I would have so had true. this the support that I have mm. where in America it's like go girl you could do this of course you can do this it can be anything you, know? you want you can change anything your life around from nothing you mm-hmm. want yeah mm-hmm. and when I think when I laugh about it like I grew up in a tiny little town in Melbourne Aspendale near the beach you know and um I didn't have a business degree mm-hmm. I, I went to the uh, deferred from the Victorian College of the Arts to do my first musical mm-hmm. cats when I was 18 mm-hmm. so I you know here I was and I've you know, started this, this business. And I had no clue what I was doing. I'd mm-hmm. absolutely, I, you know, I didn't have a business model, a business plan. Um, I just woke up every day and did what I loved and I was really mm-hmm. passionate about it. And, you know, so I say to people, you know, be drive, be driven by your intuition. Like you can start a business and run a business from intuition mm-hmm. and, and passion and heart. It doesn't have to always come from head, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is nice women because I think that's how we are generally we run our lives Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely and as entrepreneurs I know we we all know this blood sweat and tears that it takes to to make these businesses happen and um were there ever times that you wanted to quit or you wanted to throw in the towel (laughs) like like every day I want to quit right now (laughs) honestly just in the past two years like because it's been so hard you know because it's like out being out of my control 
Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the product is great. Everyone loves it. But, mm-hmm. you know, a pandemic has forced everything to close, to, mm-hmm. you know, to be shut. So that's been really hard to want to keep fighting, you know, and keep saying, no, I'm going to just keep pushing for this and pushing for this because it would have been easy to go, all right, I give up. Mm-hmm. But you, kept you had to pivot through. Yeah. And you had to pivot yeah. online, right? Is that, did mm-hmm. that become your now soul for, because I, I, I think that people who are very success, successful are really good at pivoting when things mm. when the going gets tough. They're like, okay, just like I had the foresight to start this business, how do we now pivot so that we're actually still able to be successful? Mm. And I would think that online classes kind of jumped, jumped up for you at the, mm-hmm. at the, in the, mm-hmm. in the part of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah. I think that's one thing you have to be flexible. You have mm. to evolve and, and pivot. I think that was the word of 2021 pivot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I actually had my app. I launched my app in 2018. So I was mm. kind of ahead of the game before mm. um, the pandemic hit. So I was very lucky that I already had that resource mm. um, available. However, what happened was every other single physical space mm. that had to close all started their own online and doing Zoom. Zoom classes or you know with Instagram now everyone was Instagramming live free classes so if you have the option you know to do a free class why would you pay for you know um, a subscription service so there were some of the battles that we you know we faced Mm -hmm. because then all of a sudden that market which we kind of had cornered a little bit you know Mm -hmm. became so oversaturated and now Mm -hmm. everybody's doing online fitness Mm -hmm. um so you gotta let's always stick with your niche you know stick Mm -hmm. with your target audience and and really just um keep pushing through because my business is is um you know mainly uh, like 99 percent women Mm-hmm. And so that was the that was the niche that we were focused on, um, and you know, and continue to do. However, if men want to join, they're more than welcome. Anyone, <laughs> any any gender, can they're doing the little dance moves right. and jumping yes. around. Yeah. Yes. Good luck, yes. men, because it is yes. hard and it's so good. I mean, I feel like you go in there in one in one of your classes. And you just, you come out and you feel like uplifted, you know, you Mm -hmm. feel stronger because you're, you're really, you're having a great time while you're doing it. I think that's Mm -hmm. part of the, your secret sauce is like, you Mm -hmm. feel good. You feel like you're getting uplifted, you know? Well, that's, that's what I hope. Cause it goes mm-hmm. back to the fear, selling the feeling, you know, yeah. it goes back to the feeling. Yeah. Isn't one of your studios. I just remembered this is it, it's on sunset, right? And um, so I think the one you're talking about was on Santa Monica Santa Boulevard. Monica. Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah, in, that's in right. I just started yeah. going. Right. And I couldn't yeah. do all the dances. So I was like, and two and three and four and jump. And like, oh my God. You have to be coordinated. I'm sorry. You do a little bit. Yeah. That helps. But, it, but, but the teachers that. are really supportive too. Like they really They're lovely. They're like, oh, she's right? on her face, but she's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Exactly. So what is the next iteration for your business? Will you be keeping the physical studios um, going and then just incorporating more online or what does it look for? What does the future look like for you? Yeah, I'm desperately hanging on and trying to keep the two existing studios that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's winter here in the States. So the New York one, it's snowing and everyone's got COVID and Mm -hmm. LA, everybody's got COVID, you know, like half of my staff have got COVID. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just, you know, when anything, oh yeah, we've got it back. And then it's like, we're back here again. It's like deja vu, Mm -hmm. but we're going to fight. We're going to keep pushing through and I want to keep those spaces. Um, We will continue with my online 
or the digital studios for the platform mm -hmm. and continue to just bring out programs. So I released the eight-week program that was based on my mm -hmm. book. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, I'm launching a postnatal program. So that's mm -hmm. for the yummy mummies out there. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, just keep, keep, you know, churning out content and, and, you know, get it out there and hope to touch people somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I ask a question? Cause I've had two babies. Mm -hmm. The first one I found a little easier to get back in shape. I don't think my stomach mm -hmm. will ever go back just cause you know, she was 10 pounds and just stretched me out. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> my second baby, I just can't seem to get into the shape I was in before. I don't know if you've heard this, but second, mm -hmm. I say that each baby gets progressively mm -hmm. worse the body. Is mm -hmm. it because your hormones change or is it just, you're not sleeping as much? Like what's the deal? Like why? I'm, I, I'm eating exactly the same as I always have. I'm exercising exactly the same as I always have, but I'm finding it hard to get to that sort of look that I was before I had the second baby. Yeah, I think your body can only, you know, sometimes take so much when you think about the skin has been stretched and then it's gone back and it's like, oh, hang on a minute, I'm doing this again. That's right, you know? And so it's definitely one, you've, you've gotten older. I hate to say, I hate to say this, but you've got an order to you know you know a hormonal change that's going on within your body, whether you're breastfed or not. Um, and um, yeah, three, it's just it's, it is it is more challenging because it's harder to find time for yourself as well because mm -hmm. now you're running after two kids. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just a part of, and this is something I was talking to my mum about today, mm -hmm. is that, you know, I never thought I was going to get old. I never thought I was old. I, I always, like, in my head, mm -hmm. I still think I'm 28, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and I was always the, the young fitness, you know, with the bra top on and the leggings and walking mm -hmm. around, like, look at me. And I'm like, I'm 47 now. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm closer to 50. Like, my next thing is going to be creating workouts for 50 and, 50 and over. Mm -hmm. And that, I'm just like, how did that? How, how did that happen? Like it goes it's so such, fast too. It goes so fast, so you know, fast. so it's part of the process as women, you know, we can work as hard as we can, but mm -hmm. it's part of the aging process. Our bodies change and, the, mm -hmm. and you know, well, that's like, okay. You know, the <laughs> guilt too. I think there's also guilt, especially when you're a new mom and, you know, you're running after the kids and trying to, trying to take care of everything. And if you're working, you know, on top of that, and a lot of moms feel guilty taking the time to even work out for themselves, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that is such a, a gift that you can give yourself, especially mm -hmm. as a new mom. So what mm -hmm. would you say to like new moms who are like, you know, kind of trying to put their toe back in the water and, you know, maybe start to work out? What are some, some steps or tips that you could give to them? I always say, be kind, be kind, yeah. show yourself grace. And, you know, it's, it's not a race. It's, um, you know, um, the society and magazines. And this is what another thing that irks me mm -hmm. is like, look at so-and-so she snapped back or mm -hmm. she got her body back after baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, listen, it's the same body I had before I got pregnant. It, you know, I didn't get my body back. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's me. And that, that I hate all that clickbait stuff that just, you know, for women, it's like, we don't need to be seeing that, you know, we've got to love the body that we're in. Mm -hmm took nine months to put the weight on it's going to take mm -hmm. that and more to get it off mm -hmm. it's not a race you know sleep deprivation hormonal change breastfeeding mm -hmm. if you've had a c-section mm -hmm. all of that comes into play about how you know you can get back into working out and just yes it is important to take care of your body and work out but it's also mm -hmm. important to be present and enjoy every moment with your baby mm -hmm. because you've got time you've got time to to work out again but 
mm-hmm. those early months, you know, those, there's literally every day that they change, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, be present and enjoy that as well. But I think, the, yeah, my biggest thing is just be kind and show yourself some grace. Mm. And also shifting that, I think hopefully in the next, you know, generation, it's more about feeling good within your body, mm-hmm. feeling strong, feeling mentally healthy and less about the physical physical because I know for me I've for 30 years have just thought about the physical you know and like how I can look a certain way that the world will accept me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the more conversations we have about just feeling healthy and feeling strong and like you said exercising for mental health then you know the physical just kind of is a bonus and it yeah. comes with it and it's like oh my gosh this is this is I like to look this way but mm-hmm. when we're doing it for the right reason I think that there's mm-hmm. you know we feel better and it's just a better shift in the narrative, you know, mm-hmm. especially for our young kids. And, and I want my daughter, like I say to her that, cause she now knows what fat is and I go fat is a thing. So I'm mm-hmm. good or bad. It's just a thing. You know, everyone mm-hmm. has versions of it. So she doesn't equate it to something negative. And I think that if I had thought that growing up, then I wouldn't have been so hard on myself when I was a teenager, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just, again, exercising in this pandemic for, for feeling good and healthy and, mm-hmm. you know, less stress. So. Well, in that way, that's, that's how it, that's how it sticks too. That's how something like really sticks. If you want to, you know, be healthy for a long period of time, it's like, mm-hmm. you have to do it for the right reasons. If you're doing it for external, you know, just to like, have a quick fix, it's not going to stick. Like you're not going to right? you're not going to be consistent. You're going to want to do it for a week and then say, why, why is there no, why am I not seeing anything and throw in the towel, you know, Mm -hmm. it's important to make it a lifestyle. And if Mm -hmm. you want to have a glass of bread, you want to have a piece of chocolate cake, Mm -hmm. you know, you can have those things. Like the more we limit ourselves and tell ourselves, Oh, I must punish myself. I can't do that. I can't eat that. That's going to, you know, it's like torture, like allow yourself to have those things. Yeah. Don't have, don't have the bottle of wine, maybe have Mm. one glass, (laughs) don't eat the whole cake, maybe eat just a piece, but, Mm -hmm. you know, make it a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, some days you, you do better than others. It's a strict, strict regime. That's just impossible to live by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. If it's yeah. is, please let us let our listeners know where they can find you now that things are kind of a little different in your world. Um, mm-hmm. They can buy your books. Whatever. Where can they find you? Yes. Yeah. So Simone Delarue is my website. That's my Facebook and Instagram. Simone Delarue mm-hmm. official. All of my workouts, um, uh, Body by Simone and the new digital studio platform with the eight big program and the soon to be postnatal program is studio.bodybysimone.com. Amazing. Very nice. Are you going to have some good uh, family time this weekend? So- oh, yeah. Yeah. My mum's actually having an afternoon nap with, while, my, while my son's <laughs> napping. She's like, I'm just going to help him read the book. And I, I bet I'm going to go in there and they'll be- both be snoring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to, you know, just be together. That's like the greatest oh. gift ever. The yeah, best. The best. Stay safe and yes. thank you. Hopefully, we'll get into one of your Enjoy. classes very soon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would love that. I hope to oh. see you soon in person. Yeah. Sure. Let's share some Aussie, Aussie American. 
yeah. stories. You guys can talk all about your Tim Tams and all the killer spiders and snakes I'm and everything. Australia, <laughs> and it's like, oh my goodness, all these brands I haven't remembered for so long. And yeah, yeah we're in Melbourne right now. So yeah. it's raining as it always is here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think what is it? I guess it's when, no, it's summer, summer. in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's raining. Always, you know, it's always raining. Yeah. <laughs> you need like an umbrella and jacket a bikini like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it thank you guys so much for listening thank to us um we are ta- uh, we are talented we are women on top official on instagram and women on top podcast on facebook and we have a group too on clubhouse women on top and don't forget to rate subscribe and comment yes thank you guys you so much podcast i am Tamin sursock and i am roxy manning and we are women, women. Aww. Take it away, Simone. Tom! <laughs> <laughs>